0: Welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mujis, and welcome to the show. This week, I am joined by my friend, Mary Wallen. Born and raised in the Northwoods of Wisconsin, Mary is a passionate individual with interests ranging from theater to the outdoors, from teaching to living mindfully. She is passionate about the arts and music, and she loves to share food, ideas, and laughter with those around her. Residing in Madison, Wisconsin, with her partner Jordan and their pup Jaya, Mary seeks to share her kindness and all that she has to offer with the world. She is currently a yoga instructor at Stoughton Yoga and Cambridge Market Cafe and a kids' yoga instructor for Little Om, Big Om, and she is proud to be part of the music group, Jordan Hines, and the Dapper Whimsy. Mary, welcome to the show.
1: It's great to be here. Great to hear your voice.
0: So Mary and I, to give everyone a background, we worked together. I went to film school in Sedona, Arizona for a year, and Mary was the star of my thesis film. And Mary, I remember meeting you, and I was looking for for my film. I was looking for... Mm -hmm a child around four and an adult who would play the grown-up version of the child. And so it was an interesting casting process to try to find like, you know, a a child and then an adult who could, you know, believably be her. And I just remember you so clearly, not only just clearly being the person I wanted in my film, but you were so good with the girl that was in my movie and you were just connected with her so well. And, it was just a pleasure to work with yeah, you.
1: Yeah, it was really fun. and I think we continually talked about how, like, it was just, it, everything was just meant to be, um, us meeting and finding, uh, Katerina was her name, right? Yes, Katerina. Yeah. <laughs> we just kept talking, like, wow, it was just perfect, we, all of the cast coming together and, just all of that stuff. I think we kept talking about how like, oh, yes, this is this is great. This was meant to be.
0: Yes, and I think in Sedona, anyone that's familiar with Sedona, it's <laughs> it's it's a magical place and it it does feel like things like that just are amplified. <laughs> things that yeah. are meant to be. Um, but we have not we've been in touch, but we haven't, you know, really caught up in a long time. So, I kind of want to start at the beginning and and hear from you, how did you get into kids' yoga?
1: So, I mean, you know, I've always really enjoyed just being with kids, hanging out with kids, playing with kids. I've been a nanny, a babysitter. And uh, when I moved to Madison here, I became a daycare teacher. And so then I got more into um, learning techniques and teaching young kids. I worked mostly with, like, between the ages of two and four And then I just started realizing like kind of adding yoga into it because they love to do songs and uh, movement stuff. So I started looking into stuff. I also wanted to be a yoga teacher. I love doing yoga and I was looking for teacher training. And I happened to come across an organization that combined those two things and they were offering a 200 hour yoga teacher training for teachers. So that they could implement it into the schools in Madison here. So it was just one of those like, no way. It was based in Madison and like this is it. This is what this is what I want to do.
0: That's so, amazing. Yeah. And then and did found, you start integrating it right away with your teaching or how did that go?
1: Oh uh, well, so I met uh, the owner of Little Ohm Big Ohm and started working with her. She Provided me a lot of different um, places, avenues, songs that she used, props that she used. I've taken those props, I've uh, reinvented some, and I've just kind of like running with it. A lot of the times, it's just kind of letting the kids do what they want to do. For example, like going on a bear hunt, I remember doing as a kid, and one of my Favorite things to do with the two-year-olds was we'd go on a bear hunt, but I would let them tell me like, uh-oh, and I'd like, look at them, like, what is it? And they would just get so excited and shout stuff out, it's a bear, a fire, <laughs> and They're like, okay, how do we get around it? And then we'd turn that into an action or a yoga pose. And, uh, it was, yeah. So right away it was like, I had kind of a classroom to experiment with and, uh, see, what worked, what didn't, what engaged their interest, uh, what, what, yeah, what was working and what wasn't. And definitely giving, having them almost lead me through it was always the winner in terms of the engagement that I got.
0: It's so true. There, just last week, the, the kids yoga jam I had shared, um, Sene Hamilton I believe had said it was that just like that they're your teachers too that you're you're mm-hmm. coming in as the teacher but the kids are also your teacher and just kind of being open because they make the class so much
1: richer and yeah. amazing definitely I like it to be an interactive like we're all doing this together I need your input and I'm gonna you know help it's kind of how I teach yoga too I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna be here to guide you and help but still I want you to participate and make it your own
0: Exactly. And what does your own personal yoga practice look like, especially right now in these very
1: challenging times? (laughs) Well, I am blessed that we actually have a a small room in our house that we have dedicated to yoga. So it's just a small little room and it fits two yoga mats. So it's the first place we go to in the morning, my husband and I, and uh, do a little bit of yoga, some exercises, and then I teach virtually, so I teach uh, four to five days a week, and I do the full practice for a video e- either on YouTube or on, on the website. So I get to go through uh, a gentle yoga class, a vinyasa flow class, and kind of get the different different areas of teaching. And, yeah, we just spend a lot of time outdoors. I was up north of my parents for 2 weeks and I did yoga every day outside on the deck, which was and just an incredible experience, you know, when you look up and you're looking up at a tree or you're hearing the birds around you. So
0: that's amazing that you also that you have that space where you can kind of have your little yoga
1: Sanctuary in your own yes. home. Yeah, we've actually uh, rented out the room a couple times to some friends who needed a place to stay, but you know, which we were always happy to do. But whenever it came time to like, oh, we can make it our yoga room again, we would realize it would be like a breath of fresh air, like, oh, we have this space again. This is so wonderful. Yeah, and so great to have that right now, especially. Yes, and uh, we try not to let the dog in here for the dog hairs, but she just, like, lays with in the hallway with one paw in just to make sure she's she's noticed. <laughs> yeah.
0: I do find that, and a lot of people say that when they're practicing yoga, that their, their dog, like, comes closer. It's like they could totally feel the energy. They're like, ooh, I want to be near you.
1: Yeah, I've had some people reach out to me uh students of mine that now do it virtually with me, and they say, like, well, it's definitely been a been a challenge, you know, with the, the dog coming over, right? <laughs> one woman say, like, the dog, like, passed out the whole time. She's like, I think your voice was very calming because the dog just slept <laughs> for the whole hour.
0: Amazing. So you're teaching uh, dog <laughs> yoga as well?
1: <laughs> yeah. So maybe I'll do some, like, guided meditations for, for pets. For pets. Uh, exactly. <laughs>
0: Well, tell me about um, Madison, Wisconsin. I haven't talked to anyone there yet. So what's the kids' yoga scene like there? Is it popular? Is it
1: emerging? It's a little bit of both because it the area is so spread out. So there's like the east side of Madison. There's the west side of Madison. And then there's some smaller towns around Madison. Uh, so when I first started with Little Om Big Om. It was mostly all on the West side, but all the classes I taught, like I went to, I did after-school programs, I went to libraries, uh, I had classes like outside of both those things where kids would just sign up. So I like all the classes were very well popular and uh, the company already kind of had this following, but then I would also meet a lot of people that hadn't heard of it or Uh, was kind of new to that kids yoga, but I'm now starting to see more companies do stuff on like the East side of Madison here. So new companies are popping up. And um, I'm starting to see more events uh, in Stoughton and Cambridge, which are two towns outside of Madison where, where I was teaching and I will again, when the time is right, um, seeing events pop up in those towns and also people there interested in um, me bringing kids yoga to those communities. So that was actually kind of one of those things that was ramping up and then came to a halt hmm. when the pandemic hit it was like okay, I'm going to bring kids yoga and start implementing this this new uh, thing in these different communities that Madison's just a little too far to drive to go to maybe a 30-minute yoga class for the kids. And so I was working with the owner of Little Ome Big O'm, uh on stuff like that, and then everything kind of came to a screeching halt.
0: <laughs> yeah, so what ha- how have you adapted? Are you still teaching your kids' classes virtually, or is it the adult classes that you're teaching?
1: I'm actually doing both. Okay, so, and how, uh, how have
0: you adapted that, and how's that going, teaching the kids' classes virtually?
1: It's definitely a learning experience every single time. It's because a lot of the times when I, and I'm sure you know this, like, you can take the same group of kids one day, and they're laser-focused on you, and then the next day, it's like, there's butterflies or fireflies, and they just they can't pay attention. Mm-hmm. And usually when that happens, like, I take something that I can put in their hand. Something for them to look at, something for them to touch and do something that involves putting something in their hand for them to focus on. I can't do that virtually. So I've tried different things. Um, Sometimes the games that I've engaged them in that we do when we're together don't necessarily translate virtually. But uh, music still always is a huge hit and a big winner. Uh, I use they like to hear the same songs. They like to hear something familiar Every once in a while, we try something new. And the biggest one is the, we do yoga adventure stories. And so we've tried, I basically try to relate an adventure story to every class that we do. I theme it and then I say, okay, it's time for our story. Let's, it's going to be about this. So right now I'm going through some chakras with some kids. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be about sharing and giving with others. You know, what's the name of our character and okay, who wants to start? And we take turns telling part of the story and incorporate yoga poses, kind of acting it out. You know, it begins in a forest of trees and we do tree pose and just go around telling the story. And the kids, uh, I'm doing a kind of a private class with some friends with just two six-year-olds and they just love it. I mean, they just chapter one, (laughs) 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 they get super into it. And it's, it's, it's really fun.
0: I love how you're, you're just kind of co-creating that adventure. And then that takes a skilled teacher to, to then be able to go with what they're saying and then adapt. Because I mean, as probably anyone listening knows who teaches kids yoga, it's never going to go how you planned in your mind, especially Mm -hmm. virtually. There's this new level to it where you're trying to reach them through a screen. So if they lose interest, I'm sure it takes um, just a different mindset in order to get them engaged again and to get them focused again.
1: Definitely. I've um, spent time on a lesson plan and had it like written down and next to me. And it just was one of those days where... Just couldn't keep their attention for anything. So it's just like, just gotta like push that aside and be like, okay, what do you guys wanna do? And then go with that.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yoga is now. So we're dealing with what's in front of us. And sometimes, I know for me, when I first started teaching, the hard part was getting rid of the voice in my head saying, hey, this isn't how it should be going. You're you're not doing a good job. Like getting rid of that voice because that's just like not useful. And saying this might not look from the, an outsider perspective how it quote unquote should look, but it is yoga because I'm I'm being present and I'm with the kids. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm what's sure. your what's your favorite thing about teaching yoga to kids?
1: I love just I love seeing them all of a sudden get something and when they when they just find that one thing that they really truly connect to like you can just see it in their eyes like I had a girl who I showed them like a challenge pose I think she was like nine or ten and the next week because she she couldn't get it she was trying to do crow pose and um so I kind of taught her how to slowly get into it and I was like it's something you got to practice at. she apparently spent the whole week practicing it and so at the very beginning of class, she wanted to show me. She's like, I got it. Like, and she just <laughs> got to do it perfectly. And just, yeah, seeing the kids when they can create something or just, like I said, they, there's so many things that they're like, oh, this is boring or I want to do something else. And then all of a sudden you, you do that one activity with them and you just see the change in their eyes and they're laser focused and they're so excited. And I love seeing that and having them like, tell me about outside yoga experiences, you know, how they related something to home or school and stuff like that. It's
0: yeah. Yeah. That's the best when you're like, wow, they've been thinking of this outside of, well, well, now we're not in a studio, but outside of the the (laughs) the time we're together, (laughs) they're thinking about it. Pro pose is one of those magic poses, I have to say, for older children, like, um, depending on the child, but like I say around eight and up, mm-hmm. when you start to teach that and they, it takes time, but then they find that feeling and they, they, find, they find that pose. I've seen so many just light bulb moments where they, they're the confidence you see, it's just amazing.
1: Yeah. I've also done like assisted uh, head or handstands against yeah. a wall. And there are kids that are like, no, I'm like, hey, you know what? I can't do a headstand or handstand either. Like, I have to use a wall to support me. Like, it's not a, you know, seasoned veteran yogi trick. Uh, so I'm like, hey, we'll just, we're just we going to do assisted. And some kids were like, oh, I don't know. And then they would wait and they would watch other kids do it. And then when they did it, they just, like, couldn't stop laughing and grinning. Like, wow,
0: yes. <laughs> I just did that. Yes. Literally turning the perspective upside down and yeah. saying things differently. And like, yeah,
1: you use the wall and you feel supported. And yeah, just then all of a sudden, like their whole attitude would just change towards that. Like, oh, wow. Okay. Right. I thought this was impossible and it's not. Exactly. And hopefully, you know, I always try to relate that stuff to, you know, like the idea that yoga is so much more than just the poses. So I try to relate a lot of that stuff to, to school, to home stuff and encourage them. I try to give like a little bit of homework kind of. Not a required, but um, just like, hey, when you go home tonight, like whatever our theme was or something, hey, why don't you try this or do this or, and and just see. And then I'll ask them about it if I see them the next time, but it's never like a, you know, okay, write this down, go home and do this. It's just more of a suggestion. Right. And then
0: it just gives them, I think that gives them the idea of, oh, oh, got it. I could do this outside of the class. Like I, this is more, this is bigger than just being here.
1: I love that so much. Yeah. And some kids, you know, they just, they, they love to learn. They, they love school. I know some of those kids that are just like, just devastated that they can't go to school right now. And, you know, so it's like that little bit of like, oh, I'll give you some, some homework. I want you to draw this. And they're just like, oh, go and get, like, crayons and and paper right away. (laughs) I'm going to do it right now.
0: Amazing. And and nurturing that, like, once you you start teaching a group of kids and you get to know them and you kind of start to notice what they're interested in, just kind of following that and then nurturing that. So if you have a class like that who maybe the kids miss school or they love school, they want to learn, just pointing them in the direction of a book or a concept, it's just... Yeah, it's endless yeah, really. Definitely. Do you um have a favorite age group that you work with?
1: Um, you know, I've been teaching pretty regularly a, a class called Junior Yogis, and it's for five to ten or eleven year olds. And I think I think that's kind of become my favorite because A lot of the times, if they're five or six, they're still a little shy, or the attention's not quite there, but the older kids, they look up to them, so it just winds up being a really good grouping. The older kids are always super inclusive and helpful, and it just winds up being a really, really fun group, and then I would do those in series, like an eight-week series, so I'd have the same kids for eight weeks, and so... You know, they'd come in and be like, you know, see if I, I would have a game with um, G.I. Joes, but they're in yoga poses. so they would come in sometimes and it was like their favorite thing. It was like, did you hide them for us? (laughs) (laughs) So I'd always wait till they're least expecting it. They come in, did you hide them? I'm like, okay, there's nine hidden in the room. You know, you're allowed to find three and they would just go crazy and then start looking for them and.
0: Oh, that's such a great way to start class. Something that they're so looking forward to that they're they're coming in the room. And they're like, "Where are the?
1: Yeah, yeah where are they hidden?" Or do one we do we would do one day of all um, block activity. So using uh, the yoga block as a prop to kind of discussing what it is, why we use it, what we can use it for, and then making like a balance beam or obstacle course. And I mean that that there was like. One
0: full class, just doing that. Yes. Did you ever try when they do, they could do legs up the wall and you try to balance the blocks on their feet and you see Mm -hmm. how many that take? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, we would like, you know, kind of race from one end of the room into to the other, like, okay, balance it on your head, balance it on your elbow, on your knee.
0: Right. And then they come up with 10,000 ideas. I love that. Um, I want to hear about your website, the Well-Rounded Guru. So it's... I know you love baking, you love cooking, and I, I just feel like it's very related to yoga. So can you just tell me about that?
1: Well, to me, and I've explored this extensively during quarantine times, since I'm home all the time now, um, it relates to just that mindfulness and being present in the moment. And to me, I always encourage kids and adults alike That throughout all of this, the importance is finding these moments of mindfulness, you know, like, yes, we have to get stuff done, you know, yes, the, you know, you're taking care of kids and having to work from home and all this stuff. So just finding little moments and little moments throughout the day that you can be mindful and present. And to me, that's being in the kitchen of just like putting on some music and um, measuring stuff out or you know, just chopping stuff, adding stuff, like I just, all of that, like just, it's very peaceful to me. It's very calming to just like, okay. I, I think about it kind of almost throughout the day of like, what am I going to make tonight? And I think about all the ingredients. So then when I get to the kitchen, I just pull stuff out and I, I make sure I'm never in a hurry. Cause anytime I'm in a hurry, that's when I'll make a mistake or um, injure myself somehow or something. So I just, go nice and slow and make it just this really fun activity. And that just really brings me peace. And so that's one thing I know when I'm having like a stressful day or I just don't know what to do with myself, I'm like, okay, how about you bake something? We could always bake something and put it in the freezer and, or, you know, give it away or something. So.
0: I love that. I've been finding that too when I can somehow find a a moment in the kitchen and I (laughs) can It's not, it's not all the time, but when I do and I'm able to, like you said, I put on the music exactly the same and like, it it just becomes like almost a yoga practice in itself because you're Mm -hmm. preparing and it's, it's, it's mindfulness too. You're thinking of each ingredient and yeah, that sounds so nice.
1: Well, I have one recipe on my website that is perfect for making with, with kids it's just a really simple peanut butter cookie recipe. And I've, I've made it, I think with every single kid I've ever babysat. I'm just like, Hey, let's make cookies today. And they're like, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds great. Uh, so I will, I can share that with you yes. later. Um, it's yeah, it's so simple. It's literally three ingredients and yeah, c- kids have a lot of fun. Like, you know, when they get to actually bake something, something that maybe they don't normally do helping out in the kitchen, I think that's always really, really fun to do. Yeah, I I definitely would love to see that. My daughter loves to
0: bake um, and she will she wants to make things sometimes when we have already made, say, like banana bread and we have cookies ready and she wants to make mm-hmm. something else. But it's like I'm always looking for recipes. But like you said, you freeze the, them or, yeah. you know, give it away and – I do, I do find it's a nice little bonding time too where, and she's like, oh, I made a mess. And I'm always like, yeah, baking's messy. That's okay. Okay. (laughs) You know, that's part of it. You know, even though sometimes I'm like in my head, I'm like, oh, here we go. (laughs) But I think it's important for her to kind of, she loves it. So to cultivate that and not be afraid of the mess because life is messy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes
1: you got to embrace the mess. (laughs) Yes, Exactly. (laughs) I did a yoga class where we, it was uh, with paint. So we we squirted paint all over this canvas that was on our yoga mat and then did a yoga class and like just with the paint there. So, you know, you're putting your forehead to the mat in the paint and wow. it was a really interesting experience because that you're really, you don't realize how guarded you are at first and how careful yeah, it's yeah. to like not get messy and then all of a sudden when you really start to relax into it you know you just find yourself like just all of a sudden moving your hand in circles around like
0: oh this feels really cool that's incredible kids would love that and also parents would love it because they'd be like awesome you're making a mess in this class and not in my house (laughs) I know I would be like yes this is amazing but totally that it's like every day I find myself just seeing from a child's perspective, like they're not worried and considering the mess all the time. They're just <laughs> having fun and, you know, being in the moment. So I love that. Great idea. I'll try it one day when I'm adventurous. In the summer, you know, do make it an outside thing. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally, yeah. Well, besides the, I know you have your yoga practice, you have your cooking and baking. Is there anything else that? you've been doing for yourself right now to just take care of yourself in all of this incredible stress?
1: You know, there are definitely moments where we find ourselves reading too many news articles and getting like really worked up about the state of everything. And when I find that happening where I feel like the energy is increasing and increasing and uh, feeling really angsty, I just always like put everything down, put the devices down, close the computer, put it all away. Let's go for a walk. And and instantly let's get up, grab the leash, take the dog for a walk. So to me, this summer has been really important because our winters can be pretty harsh um, to just spend a lot of time outside. So I work on my computer um, with headphones on out on the front porch. I've done some of my yoga outside when it's, when it's nice out and neighbors aren't mowing the lawn and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just kind of just finding those moments where it's like, okay, I don't know what to do with myself right now, or I'm feeling really angsty, put everything down and go outside.
0: Yeah, so. that does, it, it resets you and gets you grounded again. And I've, I mean, I'm sure everyone's there most days where you're just kind of reading too many headlines or too many articles and too many comments on social media or whatever it is. And yeah. it, it, it's, it's very, very heavy.
1: Yeah. You know, you want to kind of keep your, keep a pulse on what's happening in your local community and also what's happening kind of around the world. And there are some days where there is just so much happening and it just all is kind of compiled and on your shoulders. Um, that it's just, And it's not to like get rid of it. It's just, just set it down. It's kind of like coming to your yoga practice, just set it down and take a breath of fresh air. And you're just so much better equipped to handle it and to deal with it constructively when you kind of take that moment to just step back and breathe, do your yoga practice or be outside and finding that moment, whatever it is for you if it's cooking or baking something or just listening to music or doing yoga, you know, whatever it is.
0: Right. It's because it spirals so quickly, but as soon as you're able to put it down and find that outlet, whatever it is, it, you could let it go. And just even like you said, just for however long (laughs) that is. And Mm -hmm. That's
1: what I At the start of yoga, it's like, okay, like that whole, like set stuff off to the side. It's like, yes, just yes. Make space in your head. All that stuff's not going away. Just kind of like push it aside, make space for yourself right now.
0: Yes. I love that. I need that reminder. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, What So I I like to wrap up always with these kids yoga gems. So if you could offer one piece of advice to someone new to teaching kids yoga, what would it be?
1: I would say let go of any idea of a plan. So go in with lots of ideas and then ask the kids their opinions. Because when you create something that started out as their idea... They, they just, they light up and I think they just walk away so much happier because especially the younger they are, they just, all of a sudden they're like, wow, I had an idea and that's what we did. And, and just make sure everyone feels included. Yes. Love it. Well,
0: people are going to want to find you. So where can the listeners find you?
1: So I'm at wellrounded.guru is the website, but Wellrounded guru is my name handle on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, we just started our YouTube channel this spring uh, when the pandemic hit. So we're still steadily growing a library on YouTube. Um, on our website, our adult classes are actually um, offered for free on our website through YouTube. And I think I'm on Twitter, but I don't use Twitter. So I'm the the same. I'm not not a Twitter person. Facebook, YouTube and Instagram is where I post um, recipes or uh, we also just write some articles on productivity or mindfulness, just short little stuff on like meditations or just different ideas on finding those moments, you
0: know. Yes. Wonderful. And I'll, I'll tag all this when I post the episodes, everyone can find you. Um, I just want to wrap up by saying, I'll never forget when I cast you and I cast Katarina and then I had you guys meet. Um, and cause I, I wanted you guys, you know, obviously to, to get along. And the first thing you did when you saw her was like, you got down on the ground and you, and you started talking to her. And I was like, yep. She gets it. Like, you (laughs) – I just want to tell you that. I mean, obviously you know that you have this connection with children because that's where, you know, so much of your work is centered. But you – not everyone has that kind of natural ability to connect with children. I just want to say you have it, and I'll never forget that. And thank Thank you you. for being in my
1: movie so many years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I still have a mug that my mom made uh, with the (gasps) picture from the – the The movie, yes, uh, the Reverie. So I have, yeah. yeah. So I have, a, I have a mug with that picture on it. I, I found oh the gosh. DVD recently because we've been like moving some stuff around. So I'm like, oh look, here's, yeah. here's the DVD. And then don't forget, eventually we found out that you went to college with my cousin. Yes, Sarah, <laughs> and, and, right? Yeah, and then and dance ballet with her, like yeah Sarah Fleet.
0: yes I know yeah it was obviously kismet we were meant to be this is just making me think I want to post the picture of the movie the week your episode comes out so (laughs) that's gonna
1: happen and the fact that like neither one of us taught yoga or did kids yoga when we met and then we both moved to different states (laughs) I know I think when I saw you started doing stuff and everything I'm like oh yes Hey, me too. That's <laughs> wonderful. Of course, we both went into kids yoga. I mean,
0: <laughs> well, who knows what's coming next? If we just we're on these parallel paths, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, when uh, when travel becomes a thing again, <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> love to connect with you and yeah, do something in person. Yes, I would Maybe, love we, that. We love big family kids yoga event or something i would
0: love that right i'm putting that in my um (laughs) my little vision for the future when you can travel again well thank you so much um for taking the time to talk and obviously we will we will stay in touch and i'll see what you're up to
1: sounds great i always i love seeing your your post both on kids yoga and your personal stuff with your own children so oh thank you (laughs) They're adorable.
0: Oh, thank you. They are so cute and I'm so tired. Um,
1: <laughs> it's it's and then, and you know, it. that's why I love uh, doing what I do and working with kids in any capacity because I know being a parent is so hard that, I, you know, I'm not a parent, so I try to be that third person uh, to help relieve a little bit of that. You of don't that even know stress. how much that means.
0: <laughs> you don't even <laughs> when I find those special people in our little – Mm worlds that are able to do that and that I trust with my children. I can't even tell you how much of a difference that makes. So keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. All right. We'll talk soon. Take care. Cheers. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or if you've listened before, there are a few ways that you can help this podcast to keep going. So first you can click subscribe. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can leave a rating and a review. This will help more people find the podcast. You can follow us on social media at the Kids Yoga Podcast on Instagram and the Kids Yoga Podcast on Facebook. You can also email me. I love to hear your questions, comments, feedback. TheKidsYogaPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for being here and we'll see you next week.